Resuming. Weird. World. Order. Broadcast. Dynatherms connected. Initiating broadcast signal in... Gentlemen and knights of the Nerd World Order, this is the Nerd World Order broadcast. I am the man that you call Dukes, and to my right, it's all about the Booyah! What's up? It's your boy Joe, baby. And to my other other right, weighing in at 178 adamantium filled pounds, Alfonso X Man Flores. I am Groot. Well, ladies, gentlemen, and knights, let's make a note that that was not an X-Men quote. But since we are discussing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and this will be a spoiler-filled conversation, uh, it is very appropriate that Alfonso tells us all that he loves us, because apparently that's what Iron Groot means. Uh, so, gentlemen, what were your thoughts going into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Alfonso, I'll let you kick it off with some positivity. <laughs> uh, you know me, I have no doubt. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't ever hold any malice thoughts towards Marvel. So I went in, you know, super excited, couldn't, couldn't wait to see it. Um, I knew uh James Gunn given his farewell, you know, not performance, but his farewell uh movie, it was it was gonna be a blast, and he did not disappoint. The music was great, the action was great. I, I loved everything about the movie, you know, it it pulled at the heartstrings a little bit, got a little sad, teared up a little bit, laughed a lot. Um, a lot, lot of good fun things to quote. So I was down. For me going into it, I was expecting good things. James Gunn is obviously an awesome director. He had a cast that he was very well established with. So, you know, I, I saw nothing but good things to come for him. Uh, I felt that I was a little concerned that he was introducing a lot of characters uh, sort of in the end of the series. Uh, so that kind of concerned me, but I felt like uh, he covered that very well with introducing those characters for future use. Overall, I have to say that I did enjoy the movie. Didn't enjoy the music apparently as much as Alfonso, um, but I have to say if there's a Guardians of the Galaxy reboot or volume four, uh, given the fact that uh, Rocket was given an iPod with, I believe it was 90s and 2000s music, we're going to be good to go. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. Kind of looking forward to, you know, James Gunn. We had talking, you know, about James Gunn going into, you know, DC. And, you know, we had mentioned how this movie is going to affect whether or not people are going to enjoy the movie well enough to go, well, this guy did really good for the last three movies. Let's follow him to DC, you know, and see what he's going to do for DC. So it, I was looking forward to because phase four and start of phase five was a disappointment. Like we were talking about it earlier, we couldn't remember the last movie or if Black Panther 2 was phase five and we totally forgot about Ant-Man. And so, you know, the, 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 the thing that I liked about James Gunn in the first three movies, and then we're going to go into detail a little more, but it's 
I felt like the Guardians of the Galaxy, except for the, you know them appearing in you know um, End Games and Infinity War, is their own separate you know universe in my opinion because they were more developed and you, you got to care you know what they were going through and in a ten year span from everything included you know with the Guardians, I I thought the 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 ending was um, pretty good for it and it was a nice closure you know for a lot of casts that don't want to reprise their role as well as welcoming to see what James Gunn's going to do with DC and uh, Superman Legacy. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this movie, I was a little hesitant uh, because, you know, there's two ways to go. If, if you listen to other episodes of the podcast, Joe and I had a slight disagreement, believe it or not, because, you know, I, when I'm ready to leave the job, you're not getting 100% from me. But Joe was like, hey, you know, James Gunn wants to go out and have a great showing and let everybody know what he's going to do at DC. And he definitely did. And I thought that if people connect the name of James Gunn with the trilogy of guardians of the galaxy, then they're definitely going to give uh, the DCU a chance. Uh, yeah. Good job. Good job, James Gunn. So I got a question for you guys. Uh, let's see here. Alfonso, I'll let you jump in on this first. Cause your mic's not muted. My mic's not muted, which is a rare thing. Um, so who do you feel was the star of this Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and why? I mean, this was def definitely Rocket's movie. You know, even though he was out for most of it, they were having flashback scenes. So we're learning all about Rocket. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he he uh he was the centerpiece of this movie. You know, everything was everything was being done for him, everything was being done about him. Um I mean, for you, I would say you're, you know, the person this movie would be about would probably be Floor, because, you know, it's a rabbit. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, touching on what Joe said real quick, um, I wouldn't say Guardians is in a whole other universe, like compared to the rest of the MCU. It, it, the one thing about Marvel, what it, that it does well, it has your street level heroes. You have your world level heroes and you have your cosmic level heroes. So I just I just want to touch on that because yeah it, it's a it's like a whole different galaxy but it's it's all still within contained within it, um, but yeah, to your point, um, Rocket definitely his movie. So I'm going to answer my own question in just a second, but before <laughs> I do that, I'm going to jump on Alfonso's levels perspective within Marvel. I initially had that same thought, and I gave Marvel too much credit. You know, I was like, oh, this is their street level team. Uh, this is their intergalactic team. Oh, these are the people who fight for the entire Earth. But they haven't really done that, if you think about it. And it's disappointing. And they had an opportunity to do that with this movie, maybe expand the Nova Corps. Uh, you know, they, they could have introduced some intergalactic villains. Uh, they could have introduced Nova. I mean, there's just so many things they could have done that they didn't do. And as far as their street level team, I mean, that's just, it's a hot mess. We have a writer strike going on, but by the time I actually edit and publish this episode, the writing, the writer strike will be over, but there's just like their street level team is a mess because like blade is on hiatus. Daredevil's on hiatus echoes on hiatus. Like everything's on hiatus until the writer strike is over. And that was mainly the street level team. So that is like, that's done. And then if you think about, like, let's say the we're going to save the universe team, which would be 
um, or excuse me, save the earth team, which would be the Avengers. Like, unfortunately right now, people don't really like any of the runners up for the Avengers. I mean, Dr. Strange kind of fizzled out IMO Thor kind of fizzled out IMO. So that leaves you Spider-Man, but Sony's talking about holding him hostage again. Um, and that just leaves uh, Sam Wilson. I like Sam Wilson, but a lot of people don't. So, you know, Alfonso, I, I wanted to have the hope that they were going to, you know, slice and dice everything. But unfortunately, since phase four was such a hot mess, it's not like that. Uh, but since I've been talking so much, I'm going to turn it over to you, Joe. Um, to answer your question about the Echo, it just released right now, like the first time ever Disney's going to release all the episodes for Echo. So I think it comes out like in November, something like that. So that's going to be the first show that they're going to do all the episodes. You're going to be able to watch all the episodes at one time, which, you know, when Netflix does that and, you know, and, and some other, I want to say this HBO, I think Netflix does that a lot. Yeah, Netflix does it a lot. It's a good thing and a bad thing. If Echo, like, it makes me wonder, you're going to do that? I'd rather have you do it with Loki Season 2, but you're not going to do that. So is Echo just another experiment of yours to try and see if it works, you know? Or Echo was so much trash that you're like, oh, we'll just release them all at one time. Uh, with the Nova Corps, like I was thinking, too, like, you know, Thanos destroyed that planet, which I guess was 45 minutes of, no, it wasn't from the snap. Uh, it's 45 minutes from him getting the power stone, but I guess they didn't put that in the movie. So when you do the snap, I mean, it's people that were gone from the snap, but you don't know what it looks like after Thanos kind of like destroyed the Nova Corps and the planet. So, I mean, I can see why they didn't do anything with that. Uh, as far as the Alfie, like, even though it's, it's, it's telling you Rocket's origin, I feel like most people would think it would be something centered around Rocket Raccoon, but for me, um, don't sleep on Nebula's arc because if you look and see where she came from and who she was as far as being a loner and, you know, wanting to kill her sister to like, you know, now she has a family and, you know, like the relationship between her and Rocket Raccoon for the five years before this, you know, after the snap and the relationship that they show and how much of a family they are now, you know, and then not to mention Drax too, you know, you know, like, so I, I felt like every character in their own right, he, he had good closure with like, you know, Drax being a, a, a parent because, you know, that's the one thing he's good at is being a father, you know, so he gets a chance to be a father again, you know, to a, um, a lot of um, kids again. You know, and then you got, you know, Rocket Raccoon actually having a family again without them dying and being around, you know, and then, of course, you got Mantis that's out there, you know, trying to find out who she is. So I feel like, you know, and then, you know, like people could get upset about like, you know, it could be a Nebula thing, too, because even though everybody wanted her and Star-Lord to be together, <laughs> James Gunn's like, that's still not my Nebula. You killed her. And, you know, like in an interview, he said he wouldn't have he wouldn't have done what they did and made it to where Star-Lord is the reason why they lost, he wouldn't have done that. And he would have had Star-Lord kill Nebula. That, that's Gamora. All, oh, Gamora, I'm sorry. That's him on record saying that. So, like, the stuff that they did in Infinity War, it's not something that he wanted to do. And then I guess he can say it now because he's like, DC, suckers! So he, you know, he he don't care anymore, you know? But I felt like with the with the Gamora, with her going out and, you know, being the, uh, the, the, um, the Raptors. The Ra is it Raptors? 
no, it's Ra- not Ra- Ravagers. 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 Ravagers, yeah. And so, you know, I can, you know, with her go- doing her own thing with that, it's like it's a different Gamora. So, like, he did a good job. And I and I see why he did that because, you know, everybody wanted those two to get back together. But that's not the same Gamora. And I think he did really well because, you know, she doesn't want to, uh, Zoe doesn't want to reply to her role for that. And neither does, you know, Bautista or I can't remember the girl's name that plays Nebula. Like, they're good. They don't want to do any more um marvel movies they're they're good and so like i felt it was good for them to for him to create closure for all those characters to where they have an out and leave it open if you want to create a new guardians of the galaxy it's karen gillian thank you thank you very much for that alfonso because i wouldn't have been able to remember her name but she is an awesome actress i feel like rocket was definitely the star I felt like he was the character that was propelling all of the action in the show. When I say action, I mean all the events basically centered around him. Plus, he also gave us some awesome action. But Joe brings up a really good point, which is this movie did a phenomenal job of creating closure while still leaving doors open if in the future we want cameos or a spinoff show or something of that nature. And they did it intelligently instead of doing something stupid, like T'Challa has a son. No one knew about. So, you know, I, I agree a hundred percent. I feel like rocket was a star, but he wasn't the star to the point where every single character had an awesome arc that was respected in the third volume and just awesome for everyone. Yeah. Really good. James Gunn. So there was a character that honestly I was I was kind of on the fence about because initially I'm like that's not the character I saw in the comic books. So Alfonso is going to have to educate us on this one. <laughs> What's your thoughts on Adam Warlock, Alfonso? Yeah, Adam Warlock being like in a childlike state was was kind of a slap in the face, Adam Warlock. All right, I I, I enjoyed the way they portrayed it and, and honestly the way he acted in um in gardens of galaxy volume three was kind of like how drax was for a bit in the comic books like when the infinity war went, happened drax um something happened because he was drax destroyer right somebody uh, i think mind wiped him and, and made him you know in a childlike state so he was always like a child you know super strong in this and that so it's kind of like they they went with that type uh and it was, you know, borrowed from that same type of uh, area. So it was, it was fun to see. I mean, Adam Warlock. Yeah. It, it's kind of late for him to them, for them to bring him back the way he should be, because if they brought him back the way he should be, he should have been the one who came and saved everything from Thanos when, you know, before the snap instead of Carol Danvers, because that's, that's, that's the way it was. That's the way it's written. That's the way it should be. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think the kid, the kid did a was it, Will Forte Forte no not Will Forte well Portier he, he did a good job you know he he was for what he was given you know he he did that childlike you know innocence there you know he was you know he was super strong and and he fought well you know he basically destroyed pretty much all the guardians single handedly you know uh, Groot stood up for a little bit and was able to you know stop him but he got away from Groot. And, you know, if it wasn't for Nebula sneaking up and stabbing him in the back, which is totally fine with me because he deserved it, <laughs> uh, he would have probably destroyed everybody, you know. Uh, but, yeah, what would you guys think of that guy? I'm 
I'm okay with it. Let me explain why. So, you know, not that many people read the comic books. They like to watch the movies, you know. Some people stop reading comic books, you know, go back to read comic books because of the movies. But I feel, you know, you know, everyone that reads comics knows that Adam Warlock is the reason why, you know, like he's the one that stopped Thanos, you know, because he can't die. He's a part of the Soul Stone. That's why he can't die. He's kind of like virtually immortal. You know, and he camps out in, in you know in the Soul Stone. So I mean, the as far as him being him being created, it's kind of similar to the you know the way he was in the comics. You know, when they rewrote him, I feel like he's super strong. And if he comes out strong and not being some type of like a little kid, it makes you get those people. Well, you know, if they where was he at when 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 Donalds came? You know, how come he this and he's strong? He should be doing this. So I, I mean I kind of get why they did that you know and it's it's six one it's um six one six bro so it's it's not it's not gonna be the same as the comics it's gonna always be different but you know like I think they're making him a kid is it, it doesn't really bother me he was so strong you know like made mistakes is you know because he's not intellectually there yet but you know you could fast forward dude you know time can skip and then he could be mature you know and you know. Being the rocket raccoon and you know Groot and um, I'm so bad at the other two names, <laughs> but the, the the little little girl who's supposed to be you know like the uh, Marvel's daughter in the comics but is not in the movie, you know, and she's and you know like in that end credit scene they seemed very mature when they were mm -hmm. talking about hey who's your favorite artist you know like he seemed <laughs> a little more grown up at that time because right. you don't know how much time has passed. Yeah. And so, you know, I could see him being more of an adult later on. So for me, it didn't really bother me too much. I mean, you can't you can't make him OP, you know, yeah. not yet. That, anyways, that's that's Phyla Vell. You know, supposed to be Mar uh, Captain Marvel's daughter. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, man, one thing about him with uh, Adam Warlock, being, I'm sorry, Dukes, but um, one thing about him being in that childlike state in the comics, he was like best buds with Pip the Troll, who we saw at the end of Externals. Or externals, eternals. <laughs> so, um, Pip the Troll is kind of like short, you know, troll like guy, kind of like Wolverine, right? Bad attitude, smoking cigars, drinking whiskey all the time. So, I think pairing those two up would actually work really well in the future if they're going to continue on with this cosmic, you know, team. So, I'm looking forward to that. I don't know, dude. That's Eternals, dude. <laughs> I think they're trying to make it. Not Eternals, it's, it's, just Pip the Troll. <laughs> they're part of Eternals. And, you know, Pip the Troll is like a, was he, like a, he rapes people in the comics, too. No, you that's you're, that's Star Fox. Is that him? Yeah. Oh, it's Star Fox. You remember the little go, troll yeah. that was hanging out with yeah. Star Fox? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I got it mixed up. <laughs> Man, you guys covered a lot. So, um, <laughs> you know, as far as Adam Warlock goes, I like what they did because he's OP. Mm -hmm. Like in his form that we're all familiar with in the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity War, the dude's OP. Yeah. Which once again, I feel like what they're trying to do is develop a new Guardians team. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's like I was like, okay, so you're you're introducing like the dog, and now you're throwing like uh you know captain marvell's daughter in there and yeah you know but i get it they're trying to develop a new team so you have to introduce those characters but you can't make them op so mm -hmm. you know i feel like it worked out very well and i feel like his redemption arc once again as joe mentioned before everybody in this movie was done really well where you know like when rocket tells him everybody deserves a second chance you know and and he yeah. clearly 
did that in the movie. So mm-hmm. it's it's just um I was okay with it because you can't have him BOP right now. Yeah. But eventually he may grow into those powers and he may have a more important role in one of the uh, mm-hmm. other Marvel sagas a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, look what they did with like Captain Marvel. I mean, again, I hate to say it again and be that guy, but if you read the comics, you know she's very powerful. And so the way they did her was kind of rushed, it seemed like, at the very end of Infinity War. And then she comes in and she's like all strong and everyone's just like, you didn't really get to see, you know, it was really quick with the movie. She had her own movie, but it was kind of like, like, oh, she's that strong all of a sudden. Like there was no, it didn't come off natural, I guess I, I could say. You know, like, oh, here she is. She has powers and now she's strong and she flies through ships and stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, again, this has, you know, James Gunn written all over it. You know, I'm going to make it to where he is still a little kid. He's not fully developed yet. And, you know, so that's going to be his his weakness for right now. And then eventually it could be, you know, uh, powerful. I, people are complaining about that. You know what I'm complaining about? You know what? Here, you know what I have beef on, bro? You know, This what? is my beef now, dude, that I just heard. So, like, so they released us some pictures of, like, you know, of Sam Wilson, right? Okay. And can we all agree that comic book accurate at the end of his TV show was dope? That costume yeah. was dope. Yes. He ain't wearing it no more. They changed it already. He, he wore it. It kind of looks similar to, it was it, was it Winter Soldier where in Captain America had the big star, kind of dark blue suit with the big mm-hmm. star, silver star? Yeah, he's wearing that. That's what it looked like for me mm-hmm. when I saw the picture. And I'm like, bro, you we only get to see that dope costume for like the last 15 minutes, I think it was, dude. And then now we get this. I'm like, come on, Marvel. Can, can you be better, dude? It's like, I don't get it. I know it's just a costume and people were like, ah, oh, it's just a costume. But dude, the costume was dope. Yeah, you know, that's, it's like, here's the thing, because my son asked me, he's like, well, why is this costume different? And I'm like, because they need to sell new t- new toys, son. Right, He's like, sure. Yeah, so, but still, I feel like with a lot of other characters, they'll change just enough where it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like they'll move the star from like his chest yeah. to like, you know, one side or something, but mm-hmm. just changing it up completely, that's just. Yeah. Yeah, man. The reason why I like it is because that's what separates him from Steve Rogers is mm-hmm. his own unique, you know, how his costume is. Now you're gonna wear the exact same. We we know you're Captain America, bro. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just nitpicking, but whatever. I digress. You're you're not nitpicking. You're you're dead on. And you know what Marvel used to do? As you're talking about it, I was getting ready to hold up my "We Love James Gunn" banner, but. Marvel used to do this too. It's like you read my mind and you're talking about Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson was introduced like briefly. And then they brought him in a little bit more and a little bit more to where you're like, wow, this is an interesting character. And then he gets his own show. But what Marvel has done lately is they're just like in your face. This is, this is a character. Now you're supposed to care about this character here. Let's Mm -hmm. give him a movie. And we're like, we don't know who this is. Mm-hmm. We don't care. Like, that's how they introduced Black Widow. You know, cameo in Iron Man. She had a role. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you finally saw her, it was like, boom, right? Then you wanted mm-hmm. to see her. Now, that's the thing that you guys brought up about James Gunn, right? Like, Adam Warlock was introduced a little bit. Um, and, you know, all the other characters were introduced a little bit. But you're going to want to see him later. James Gunn did that with the Suicide Squad when he introduced Peacemaker. 
right? Mm-hmm. You see it, yeah. you see him for a little bit, yeah. But then he gets his own show. Mm-hmm. So it's like James Gunn does such a good job of making you interested in characters and then rolling them out. And Marvel's been doing exactly the opposite lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say Marvel needs to pick up a page out of WWE's book because remember when The Rock first came out, Flex Cavana? No, he was, yeah. And they just threw him out there, Rocky Maivia. And like, you know, he's the champ. He's the champ. Here's the belt. Everybody love him. And the crowd would just boo him and boo him and boo him. You know, what's cool about that is they get live, you know, they know exactly what's going on, how the how the fans feel about it. So when they allowed him to do his own thing, he came back as the rock. And you know, he was, but yeah, it's that's the thing. You can't just cram somebody down somebody's throat. Nobody's mm-hmm. gonna want that, you know. It's like broccoli when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, James, that's what James Gunn does well. I think you know, like it's like Marvel and James Gunn to me, developing characters seemed like they were on the same page, and then it's almost like Marvel well, they're going to watch it anyways, no matter what I put out. So we can just throw out a bunch of stuff because they'll be happy that there's so much content that you have out there. Eventually, if the content ain't good enough, you're going to you're going to lose people from, you know, supporting um, Marvel. And, and James Gunn does that with the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think even though they made a lot of money from this third one, I think they could have made more if Phase 4 didn't suck so bad. And, you know, and and ant-man people didn't you know really enjoy that movie for what it was and so with this movie coming out you know it's difficult for people to buy in the marvel you know but for me it's i enjoyed it a lot it was good closure and if you go you know like we watch one and two and think about the scenes in part three that hits it hits a lot harder because there's certain scenes that manifest to more meaning you know in you know um into the third one and you're just like ooh. That kind of hits hard you know what i mean and so james gunn does that very well and you know like and you could tell he's already going to do that in dc because you know his superman legacy there's talks of him um already introducing different dc characters within that movie and so there he's going to write superman he's going to introduce more you know superheroes in that movie and that's what Marvel did. You know what I mean? In the beginning, let me bring one or two characters that I know is going to be in their own movie and be in other people's, you know, you know, have their own movie and be in other uh, superhero movies. And you could tell James Gunn is going to do that. And he's going to take his time. Like right now, like DC is so bad <laughs> that you could take your time and make it good. There's, there's no rush for it to be better. You can take your time. And I think when we watch The Flash, that's going to be a good starting point to it. You know, you know, that's something that James Gunn says is one of it. I mean, he said that's the best super movie he's ever, he's ever watched, bro. Like that, he's saying it better than his Guardians of the Galaxy movies. So, you know, it just takes credit to how good that Flash movie is and that they didn't scratch it and they choose to play it because it's so good because of uh, Ursa Miller. <laughs> you can always remember the bad people's names. Anyways, Ursa Miller, like you could, He's so bad at what he did outside of the movies that they're willing to say, no, we need to put this movie out. And he did so well in that movie that they're hoping people forget what, you know, the bad things that he has done. But it just lets you know how good that Flash movie is going to be. And James Gunn didn't say, you know what, dude, no, we're not going to we're not going to have that out there because it's a good seven point to establish. And I bet you they redid some scenes at the end of the movie to help kickstart the new DC interesting as joe was talking once again epiphany visited my brain 
DC and Marvel have flipped their movie making strategy. Marvel took the time to introduce characters in the beginning and you got to know them and care about them. Whereas DC was like, you know what? You know who Superman is. You know who Batman is. You know who Wonder Woman is. We're just going to put this out and you're going to watch it anyway. And guess what? We did because we're consumers and we're silly. And that's what we did. But now it's flipped. James Gunn has taken his time. Um, the Batman was just one of those movies that introduced characters, had a slow burn. So that's so interesting that they flipped. And it shows in the anticipation that fans have for, you know, the upcoming movies. Uh, so that's like super interesting. Now I'm going to say this tangentially, and I'm just going to let it float in the air. Ezra Miller does all this crap, kidnaps people, and we're willing to forgive him. However, my boy Jonathan Major hasn't even been convicted of anything yet. And yet this, this dude's already lost all his representation. He's yeah. lost, you know, he's, he's lost his, uh, his agents, his mm -hmm. agency, everything like that. And uh, let's go a little bit further. Kanye, Kanye. Yes. He said some rather horrible things, anti-Semitic, etc. cetera. Um, but it's clear the man has a mental issue. So Ezra Miller gets the pass because he has mental issues. However, Kanye doesn't. Yeah. And he's not out there kidnapping people. Um, I wonder what the difference is. I wonder. Yeah. So moving on. Um, <laughs> Disney, it's, it's Disney too, because you remember they canceled James Gunn. Yeah. Remember? And he was like, okay, cool. And then he made a DC movie. Marvel goes, hey, 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 um, do you want to do one more movie, buddy? You know, <laughs> you know, and I think that played a big part with James Gunn leaving. But see, here's the thing, bro. Didn't they learn? You know, it's, it's no. kind of like this Disney's like they're holding their cards for the Jonathan Major thing, but at the same time, everybody's jumping ship, right? Like, mm -hmm. okay, like let's look at it another way. Uh, Johnny Depp, Disney dumped him too, right? And then this whole trial thing comes out, and suddenly they're like, Ah, oh, come on back, we love you, we love you. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like at the end of the day, I feel like Disney doesn't learn that. Mm -hmm. They they try to just cut people off way too soon, and and they got to stop doing that. If if they stick with their creators, their actors, uh, then they and show some loyalty, then they'd be a lot better off. I think Disney is in their mind. There's too they have too much invested in Disney, and they're scared of losing money if they decide to pick and stick with someone that's not that you know because this is like this generation is like the council culture like they they try to come after people and counsel them and anyone that supports them they get canceled too and so i think disney disney is just doesn't want to take a chance in the event that whether they are guilty or not guilty they just don't want to be involved in something like that that people are going to counsel disney you know just for uh, supporting somebody yeah, I, I definitely feel like Disney is quick to let people go, but at the same time, it's not benefiting them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's it's sort of like we do live in a cancel culture. Mm -hmm. However, um, there's also a sense of guilty until proven innocent. And yeah. I would hope Disney, um, especially in the case of James Gunn, right? He's like, hey, I made these really stupid comments when I was younger. Bro, if you looked at some of my Facebook posts mm -hmm. when I was younger, man, 
man, let's not do that, ladies and gentlemen and knights. Yeah. Um, you know, so so I guess my point is like if someone says, like, hey, you know what? I did this, I was young and stupid, I apologize. Yeah. Um, you know, at some point, kind of like Rocket Raccoon said, bringing it all the way back. Mm -hmm. Everyone deserves a second chance, you know? Yeah, for and sure. Disney doesn't believe in that. No, I think they just they have so much money that they're like, okay, I'll just replace them. Hey, Kevin Fahey, you have the multiverse. Just make a different looking cane, but make sure he's black. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know, you know, people are saying that the actor who uh who portrayed the uh is it the high evolutionary? Is that yeah. what he actually okay? Uh -huh. That you know that oh he could be a variant of Kang. No. No. Even if y'all just got to scrap your entire Kang dynasty because yeah. you're, you're dumping Jonathan Major, you, you can't just Lego block one black dude for another. You know? Yeah, for sure. And you know, Jonathan Major is a good actor, bro. Like, he yeah. makes a mistake, bro. The circle back, baby. Everybody deserves a second chance. Now, if he does it again, bro, you know what I mean? Like, but I, you know, like everyone deserves a second chance. I mean, dude, the people that are, so big on cancel culture, you know how many times they've forgiven their exes and they mm -hmm. just keep coming back and doing the same thing. You got the nerve to try to cancel somebody else that made a mistake. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But here's the interesting thing about Disney, right? Is they will take a stand, take a stand on some things like let's say diversity. I'll just throw that out there because I believe in diversity, but mm -hmm. it pisses off a lot of other people. Right, but the, but they're like, oh no no no, we're we're gonna stand our heel, we're gonna stay on this. But then mm -hmm. other stuff, they're just like, nope, gotta go. Not even gonna wait to see if you're guilty. Not mm -hmm. even gonna take anything into consideration. We're just gonna get rid of you to protect our company. Mm -hmm. yeah. What what needs that we needs to happen, bro? It, they they need to like realize that what they do suck. They need to be like dominoes. Yeah, you remember that story where you know Domino's um a delivery driver was <laughs> delivering pizza, right? And he gets robbed. They take the money, but they leave the pizza. And because they left the pizza, Domino's was like, Man, our pizza must suck bad. That a robber said, I am not taking the pizza, just give me the money. And that's when Domino's changed the way their pizza was and it, <laughs> and, it, and ingredients and everything. Disney needs to do that, bro. Like when that cancel culture starts coming, bro, they just need to be like, you know what, dude? It's time for me to change our pizza. You know, yeah. they just need to do something like that. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Let me ask you guys a question. And I know we've kind of, uh, you know, dabbled in it a little bit throughout this conversation. First of all, let me say this. I loved this movie. There were several scenes where I could have cried. I, mm -hmm. I'm going to say, I could have cried. Dude, when Yondu came out and had his 10 second, yes. his 10 second pep talk, yeah. I was like, oh, that's my boy Yondu. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it's, it's on now. I had to yeah. shove some popcorn in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so the question I have for you guys is, um, does this bring Marvel back? Uh, let's see here. Alfonso, I'm going to let you start off positive. Then Joe, I'm going to let you just tear it all down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, you know, we've all read comic books. You know, there's there's runs and runs of comic books. And, like, sometimes they're good for a little bit. And sometimes they're bad for a little bit. But then they come back to being good. So I think they're, you know, on their, you know, come around again. You know, I don't think you need to scrap everything and start over. I, I think, you know, that was just a time that was crappy. 
now we're back and we're, we're doing something better. So, I mean, it's a good way to start it off. I, you know, I have high expectations of the Marvels coming out and mainly because of um, Kamala Khan or the actress who pays Kamala Khan. She does, she does an amazing job. And just what I've seen from, of her in the previews is, is great. So, you know, I, I think Disney's on its way back. I think they're going to be okay. Or MCU, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, you know, because if James Gunn was still making movies, I would say yes. If the Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't their own entity, I would say yes. Because this movie was good, but it didn't do anything for Phase 5. It, I don't even think it was a part of Phase 5. I think it was like a different multiverse of, you know, like what had happened. You know, and so, and it, you know, it's just James Good beauty. I think this is, you know, like, um, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I think this, as far as Marvel concerns with trilogies, this is, for me, this is the best one. It has a good, in the beginning, the middle, and, and the, you know, in the end, it was really nice. But I don't think this set up anything in phase five. I think the real setup is going to be Secret Invasion, you know, that leads into, you know, Marvel, the Marvels, but, you know, like, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Brie Larson. I think she, I think she's just a beautiful woman. <laughs> so I can, you know everybody hates her so much. I just want her. I just want to see her win for once. You know what I mean? So like, you know, like I saw you know a few videos what, what she was wearing on the, the the carpet of the Fast and the Furious in France, bro. Jean Claude Van Damme, she looks so fine. You know, so and they said she did very well in the movie. So. I, I hope she gets positive feedback from this movie, you know, that leads into the Marvels. But, you know, like, I, people dislike her so much that I, I want to see her win in her, in her movies. So I'm kind of hoping, you know, like, it does very well, you know, for her sake, because I, I'm a fan of hers and, you know, she gets so much hate and so much heat. But I, to be honest, this movie made me look more forward and validated what I thought was going to happen James Gunn was going to make a beautiful movie and it's going to lead into DC. So for me, I'm more excited to what, what DC is going to bring as opposed to phase five from this movie. I would like to be in the same camp as Alfonso because I felt like this was a good movie, but it's going to be in the middle of a sandwich of mediocre movies. Ant-Man guardians marbles and joe i understand that you have a crush on brie larson that's cool not everybody can be melissa mccarthy but let me give you the lineup for uh here's what phase five is looking like and and, and then it's kind of like okay are they really like i feel like to joe's point this movie just doesn't even fit into phase five so secret invasion which i hope is going to be bomb but yeah, I don't know. We'll see. The Marvels, sorry. Uh, Echo, meh. Uh, Loki, I know you guys. Oh boy, Loki, he's so good. But now there's no King story, you know. So what are they gonna do? Um, Ironheart, meh. Agatha Coven of uh, Chaos, meh. Daredevil, that's gonna be bomb. Okay, we're gonna have to sit through a bunch of garbage to get to Daredevil. It would be nice if they just gave us the Netflix Daredevil and just ran it straight like they did Netflix, but they can't do that. 
Captain America, New World Order, which they're actually changing the name to. I don't know what the new name's supposed to be. That might be okay. Thunderbolts might be okay, and Blade might be okay. So here's what I'm seeing. We're going to have to sit through so much garbage until we get to Daredevil that by that time, the movie-watching, entertainment-watching public is going to be completely done with Marvel. And then it's going to have to be like, Alfonso, you, you didn't have to put up with me when I kept telling everybody, no, no, you have to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it got better after season one because by that time everybody was tuned out of agents of shield. And I had to tell Joe, I was like, bro, bro, it's so good. It ties in. Oh, it's so good. So I feel like I want guardians to kick off phase five because I'm sorry. Ant-Man quantum mania was hot garbage, but I feel like if you look at all those other movies and shows that I talked about, they're not that galaxy fighting show that, you know, or, or anything that Alfonso talked about. Like we have our street level, we have our earth level, we have our intergalactic level. None of these shows are intergalactic. They're all like street yeah. shows, uh, secret invasion, street show, the Marvels is in space, echo street show, Loki time travel, Ironheart street show, Agatha, man, daredevil street show, captain America street show, thunderbolts. Ain't none of them got powers blade running them streets. <laughs> so, you know, sorry. Did did we get confirmation that King's out of Loki? I, I never heard of that. Well, I mean, it's it's pretty much done. With you know what? His yeah, his scenes are probably done. But if they're going the the whole expulsion route for Jonathan Major, yeah. then they have two choices: recast him or rework it. Yeah. So I don't think they officially announced that they recast him. I mean, he's just yeah, there yeah. in the spotlight right now. So yeah, I mean, it, it seems like they're doing the right thing right now by. It's, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, yeah, they're not going forward. And who knows with this writer strike what it's going to do to Daredevil. Daredevil. I'm, I'm pretty concerned about that. But, you know, when it comes to Guardians of the Galaxy not really uh, linking up to the rest of the Marvel Universe, I, I don't know about that. Because in the Marvel Universe or Phase 4, all they were doing was introducing a newer, younger character to eventually have this new Avengers team. Why, why couldn't Phyla be a part of that, you know? She's, she's new. She's young. You don't know much about her. And, and she's, she's buff. You know what I mean? So I, I can see a connection there. I mean, I'm not holding boo. my breath on it, but it could happen. Boo. Yeah, boo. Why your, boo? Your, your take is boo. Your take is boo. Yeah. <laughs> I almost came back with your mom joke, but I'm not going to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, I, I don't, you know, it, it's tough. You know, I don't, I'm not sitting here waiting for everything to just fail because I don't think it is. Uh, there's still unannounced movies within the whole Marvel phase five and six. Because they're not going to tell you what's going on. Yeah, they they there's huge spots where they said there's going to be more movies. We just haven't announced them yet. You don't remember that at all? Am I making this up? Did I have one of those dreams that seem real real? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think you're right. They're, they had some empty spots, but doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to. No, it doesn't matter. This is why it doesn't matter, bro. Like. Secret Invasion is going to what? Set up the Marvels, right? What's Marvels right. going to set up? Wait, is Secret What's... Invasion coming before Marvels? Yeah. Yes. Whoa. So that sets up Marvels, and then what does Marvel set up? And then what does Echo set up? What does their devil set up? Like, it's random Marvel shows that they're not setting up for anything, bro. And you're leading it to Phase 6 with the Fantastic Four, and then you got, like, 
what Kings were. And it's this is not doing the right thing, bro. Because if you are, you stand by get you stand by Jonathan Majors and he and he still film content, bro. Like they put him under the curve and let's just see what happens. If he's innocent, oh, I guess we will. If he's guilty, then ha, oh, we made the right decision. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you know, Fantastic Four, then you got like Secret Wars. It's like, bro, they're not okay. Let me let me let me let me bring it back a little bit. <laughs> they haven't created any characters that you care about other than Guardians of the Galaxy that all disbanded. I don't agree. There is no other characters you care about. Sam Wilson hasn't been given enough opportunity for you to care about him. If he gets hurt, other than Alan Dukes, who's a real big fan of Sam Wilson, if he gets hurt, no one talks about Sam Wilson. Thor sucks. The last movie sucked. No one cares what happens to Thor and his little fake daughter. You got no Iron Man. To Alan's point, you got Spider-Man, but Sony's not going to let him go. And then you have no Black Widow. You got Hawkeye. You know, like, there, there is no people that you care about from the original ones. So that's why I'm saying Guardians of the Galaxy are the last characters that you care about. There is no other characters. And personally, bro, I'm offended that you ain't pissed off that they haven't had the X-Men yet. I'm so I disappointed in you. It's that coming. should be that should be your total argument of why Phase Five sucks, Donkey Doodoo, no, and Phase Six is gonna suck because they haven't introduced any mutants to your to 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 the standard of the X Men yet. Yeah, and that little foreplay in Doctor Strange Two movie that was terrible, like <laughs> you know, like they did the injustice to the to the X Men. They haven't even even tried yet, bro. Oh. And there is what characters that they have now that are so loud that you care about? Nobody. Well, other than Guardians of the Galaxy. You can't tell me what I care about. You can ask me. And the truth is, I care about all of them. Thor does not suck. That movie sucked, right? Doctor Strange does not suck. That movie sucked. And of course, I care about Sam Wilson. That's my Captain America now. If, I care. If, if Doctor Strange died, no one would care. Uh, Nobody. I would if. You're the one percento. I'll give you the how one. Am I, how am I no one? I'm one third of us, bro. <laughs> you ain't ever ever hyped up anything about Doctor Strange or Thor, bro. I am sorry, dude. What are you talking now, about? Hey, you have not liked those two characters, bro. Oh, you're no crazy. one cares about those characters, man. You you hear me saying I like these characters, and only you hear you and Dukes only saying you don't, and then you're like, oh well, Alfonso doesn't like him either. No, I do. Every every single movie, I'm defending them. I love these guys. If they die every day, nobody. Would I'm gonna care. cry like a baby. Not like you did in Guardians. I guarantee you wouldn't. I think if those two guys died, you wouldn't feel as much pain as you did while rocking around cooling on that little operating table getting ready to die. You wouldn't have the same feeling when you thought Star-Lord was going to die. You you wouldn't. I'm just saying. Honestly, Alfie, you would not feel the same if Thor and Doctor Strange died because you are not invested like you are with the Guardians. You're telling me when Star-Lord is out there getting ready to die, you were like this, or when Nebula, who spent more time with Rocket Raccoon the last five years, she said, Rocket? That didn't yeah. break you in tears? Bro, of course. Because that's character development. Now, you can oh, like Thor, and you can like Doctor Strange, but as far as the movies go, they haven't it developed you enough for you to care that much about the characters if they die. Hey, don't forget about Drax you know, finding out the only thing that he's really good at is being a dad. That that hit me good. That hit me hard. So, yeah, don't don't leave that one out. Yeah, I mean, there's that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of things that I felt like Marvel hasn't established anything. Thor is a relic, you know, and then you know, and then you know what I mean. He's just past his prime, dude. Like they've damaged that character so much in the third movie 
that even Hemsworth was like, bro, like you're gonna have to make him better for me to come back. Well, they said the same thing about the second movie. The first movie was great, second movie is a uh, third movie was wonderful, and then the fourth movie was uh, you so got the main actor saying the movie better. The, the, the main actor saying do better. Yeah, <laughs> he said the same thing after part two. He's gonna yeah, be okay. Better. He's gonna be okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be okay. I swear. Like who's the leader of the Avengers? A guy there, that there's no Avengers. No that no one established. I mean, that's what they're gonna do with this the new uh Captain America movie. Oh well, then there you go. Sam. It's gotta be Sam. But right now they don't really have a leader of the Avengers. I don't know who's running the compound over there. Is it just Jarvis? No, Jarvis is gone. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. I'll give it to Dukes because I know Dukes is just for itching to come in. <laughs> they haven't established any leaders and or groups from phase four to Start of phase five. Nick Fury, he's still there, but it's not Nick Fury. <laughs> go ahead, dudes. You guys sure? Because I mean, you guys well, well, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first thing, there are no Avengers. There is no Avengers right now. Think about it. Like everyone who was in the Avengers isn't in the Avengers right now. They haven't talked about the Avengers. Uh, Ant-Man, he was like, I was an Avenger. I'm an Avenger. But he's not with the Avengers. In all of these shows right now, there is no Avengers. In all of these movies, nobody's talking about the Avengers as far as like currently. They talk about them post-Infinity War. But nobody's talking about the Avengers right now. So that's pretty interesting if you think about it like marvel has just completely overlooked their franchise uh their their franchise product there so uh that's the first thing i want to say um i'm gonna have to agree with joe just a little bit okay so don't don't at me yet alfonso till you hear me out <laughs> okay so if you look at phase four, they haven't established any characters that people identify with. Like you might like them, but not enough to say that there's something about that character's personality or story that you directly identify with. And maybe it's because we are gentlemen of a certain, a certain age that yeah, we could relate to Iron Man. We could relate to Captain America. But it's like they're going for a younger audience. So if you look at all the shows, just the shows, all the new characters that they've introduced, all the movies, Shang-Chi, everybody forgets about Shang-Chi. But even Shang-Chi, being a strong Asian-American character, nobody really thinks to themselves, man, I really identify with Shang-Chi. Because no, none of us, like, nah, our dads weren't supervillains, time immortal supervillains, you know? <laughs> so I, I just feel like they haven't given us any characters to care about. Now, here's my point, too, and this is where I'm adding Alfonso. We loved Thor, comma, see that, how that's the ED, loved Thor? We loved Doctor Strange, ED. We loved Doctor Strange. But when they took them, and they put them in crappy movies, it diminished our affection for the characters. So it's almost like what you said regarding uh, Thor 1 was cool, Thor 2 was garbage, Thor 3 was good, 
Thor 4 was garbage, which means they now have to reset and make us care about the characters that we liked, but we lost interest in, and the characters that they tried to shove down our throats in Phase 4 that we never really cared enough about to want them to be in the Avengers. So, you know, I, I feel like both of you guys are right, but... I also feel like Marvel has some fixing to do. I feel like if they should have never made Thor four, and they should and they should let Gunn have Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and then and then you wouldn't end up caring about where Thor was, you know, because Thor goes from being depressed right to now he's just cracking jokes and doesn't care about things and stuff like that. You know, I'm like, come on. I mean, so the development was there post you know like endgame i think it was you know so i, I don't know dude this is hard garbage bro i'm not really not looking forward to anything <laughs> you know i'll watch you know like, i like i like samuel jackson so like and then of course i like my girl brie so i mean i'm definitely gonna check those two out but i'm not hyped up i can't i can't believe you guys aren't invested in miss marvel i mean that that girl was so charming and i that show was i i enjoyed the heck out of it i'm super stoked for her you know to be in the marvels let me tell you why I'm I, I'm not because I cannot relate to the struggles of a teenage girl. It's really just that simple. Yeah. Um, I I can say that there are many women that I've loved in my life, uh, you know, but their teenage struggles are not something I can identify with. Mm -hmm. um, so that's my thing, you know. It's like, and plus, if you look at Kamala Khan, you don't say to yourself, "Man." I hope she becomes the leader of the Avengers. There's there's no one that you really want to be the leader of the Avengers, or even in the Avengers, because there are no Avengers. So I like Kamala Khan, but I don't identify with her. Really? Yeah, I mean, who's yeah, going to be the leader not, of Avengers, Alfie? I mean, at this point, I'm thinking of Sam Wilson, unless, you know, if they go the whole young Avengers route, I mean, I don't think it's going to be, like, who do we got? We've got Ironheart, no. Shuri, probably not. We've got uh, Kamala Khan, no. Uh, let's see who else do we have. Um, I mean, Philavel. Who else? There, there, there are more there. Um, here's, yeah, here's, a, here's a question I got for you too, Alfie. Yes, is to Alan's point. Marvel seems like they're catering to the younger audience, right? Yeah, yeah. With, and you keep bringing up the Young Avengers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think James Gunn is not going to do that, and it's going to target more adults like us. Because they're not going to be young kid teams. It's going to be more ad adult theme. And I think the people like myself and Alan who can identify to something like a young teenager will identify more to older, you know, superheroes. And huh. you will go to DC because no one cares about no young Avengers. Well, I mean, you don't have to like Marvel or DC. You can like them both. But you see, what I think they're doing is that they, they're gearing up these young Avengers. And I, I now that I think about it, the leader of the new Avengers will be Patriot. You know, you, you met him in, yeah, he'll, you'll be the patient. You met him in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, all right? But this is what's happened. Yeah, they're building up to you have all these, you know, not going to say older, but, you know, of age characters, you know, adults. And they're going to go in, like I, I speculated before, they're going to go in and they're going to get stomped by whatever, if it's King at the mm -hmm. time or whoever else. And they're barely going to make it. Somebody's going to get away. And they're going to come back with some young Avengers to clean everything up. And plus they bring the X-Men back to clean everything up, which would be far superior. Mm -hmm. Well, here's another question for you. If you don't read the comic books, would you even know that they're trying to do young Avengers? 
No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. See, but you know, again, yeah. that's my point. If you didn't even They're read the not. comic books, would you know that there was a Captain America or, or or that the Falcon became Captain America? You wouldn't. This is what they're doing. The movies are showing us this, but, but they're showing you, a different light. I, I get that, but yeah. the young kids, no one, no one sees that. Everybody knows Captain America before they came out with the movies, yeah. bro. They you know, no, no one Phase knows you them all. If they listen to our podcast and hear you hype up the Young Avengers, they'll know. But other than that, <laughs> no one knows. Nobody knows, and no well, one cares about Young Avengers. They're gonna learn. <laughs> Alfonso, one of my favorite comic book runs was actually Young Avengers. The art was great. The story was great. But nobody wants to see no Scooby-Doo team trying to save the day mm -hmm. after the Avengers dropped the ball with Kang. So Everybody wants Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Look at all I those Berlani shows. Those were successful because of Scooby-Doo. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they loved it because of Scooby-Doo. All the, like, you know, uh, the wind, uh, what is it? Supernatural because of Scooby-Doo. These are all scooby -Doo. This is what people want. Scooby-Doo, we're shoving it down the throat. Like, zoinks, man. Come on, Scoob. But you, if you look at the last... People buying tickets for Marvel, is it what really people want? Because they haven't been making as much money doing the route of creating young people. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're going to have your your standard audience like us, who's going to be there no matter whether we hate it or love it. True or we're going to or we're going to be happy. But, you know, with, you've got the standard, right? And now what they need to do is grow because eventually we're going to die. It's gonna happen, <laughs> you know, some sooner than that, later. That's on you too, right? <laughs> I mean, I ain't got no time to die, and the reason I'm living is because Marvel and Star Wars, and everybody mm -hmm. hates Marvel and Star Wars. But that's why I'm staying around. Oh yeah, and I got kids, so there's that. <laughs> and, and and one more thing, because you brought up Marvel and Star Wars, and I really feel like I'm not a Dave Filoni stan, but I feel like introducing dave filoni into the mix as far as being an executive producer has created a roadmap where you know it's it's like you watch uh mandalorian and they do a quick like two episodes with ahsoka right and then boom you want to see more ahsoka you know and they bring back boba fett two episodes boom oh wow we want to see boba fett sorry how that turned out but i'm going somewhere with this so you know my thing is like marvel based on everything we talked about because like if you look at all of phase four and you look at everything they're talking about in phase five there's there's no roadmap yep you know there's there's like absolutely no roadmap but your boy dave filoni you know john favreau they even said i think joe said that the ahsoka show where there's going to be a movie that ties everything together that's a roadmap. Even Bad Batch, which I don't like animation. I do not like animated shows. I binge watch Bad Batch in two days because that's just some good writing. And as Joe told me, hey, this ties this to this and it's going here. You know, so so I feel like that's an example of what should be done, whereas Marvel has lost its way. Hmm. So, gentlemen, I'm going to throw a question out to you. And... Uh, this one may be a little bit controversial. Oh, by the way, Alfonso, before I go there, oh, come on. Kamala Khan is a mutant? What? Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why I like her. <laughs> yeah, bro. Like, that's why I can identify. I, I think that, okay. You remember when you was, you'd watch wrestling, right? And the wrestlers would be like in San Diego and they'd be like, I, and, and they would get booze. They wouldn't get fans. They'd go, 
San Diego, and the crowd will go crazy. Like, oh, he said San Diego. Yep. That's what that was, bro. You got some mutant DNA and everything. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, bro. <laughs> and that's the last you ever heard of anything about the X Men. And it's just like, come on, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, that's just lazy writing, dude. Like, you didn't have to do that, man. You know, you could have made her like a um inhuman, and that'd have been fine, dude. Yeah. You know, it's just like I don't know, man. It's the the way they're trying to tie the mutants. Like, I'm just not. I'm not with it. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. I I agree. I agree. Very lazy writing. <laughs> Boo on you, Marvel. Mm -hmm. But I do have a question, which could give all of us the opportunity to say something good about Marvel. You know, it's, it's like couples therapy where they're like, okay, say something good about Marvel. You know, and we're like, uh, Marvel has nice shoes. Um, <laughs> so um, I'll let you go. I'm going to let Alfonso start it off because I don't have a good answer for this. Is Guardians of the Galaxy the best Marvel trilogy? Hmm. Or what is if it's not? Well, let's see. What the trilogies do we have? We have Thor. Okay, it's definitely better than Thor. Iron Man? Iron Man. Oh, man. Iron Man was good. Daredevil was bad. Daredevil? Wait, no, the third one. Oh, the third one. Yeah, the third one yeah. wasn't great. Uh, Give me my bird. <laughs> yeah, what you about know. Cap was Captain America a trilogy? Yeah, because according yeah. to Civil War. Civil yeah, yeah. War. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, Captain America had some strong showing in all three movies. Yeah. I, I'm gonna say, you know, I'm gonna definitely say Guardians of the Galaxy is the best mm -hmm. trilogy they have. You know, it's a straightforward trilogy about the Guardians of the Galaxy. Captain America, it's kind of it's kind of muddled in the fact that it's an early Avengers movie, you know, the Civil War. Um, and Iron Man was great, but yeah, dropped off on one. Thor's got two out of four, ain't bad. You got Doctor Strange, you've only got two. Spider-Man. Um, Spy oh, Spider-Man, though. But it's, yeah, it's, it's the movie. Oh, man. Now, I, I definitely enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy better than Spider-Man. I mean, I love the Spider-Man movies. Uh, Tom Holland's done an amazing job. Uh, but I mean, he didn't even meet Nick Fury. That was a squirrel. So he ain't a mutant. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with, I love this trilogy, but I'm going to go to my bias, which yeah. is Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have like a, poster over there mm -hmm. of uh, Captain America. Yeah, it's right there, Alfonso, I swear. Um, <laughs> of Captain America Winter Soldier. Like, that's my favorite movie. And yeah, uh, You know, good. here's my thing. Those movies made me like Captain America. And I could say that, man, it's like now I'm battling myself because <laughs> I remember going to the first Guardians of the Galaxy and being like, man, this is why are they even doing this? This is some B-list mm -hmm. garbage, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I didn't like Captain America either. But I tell you what, I, I never teared up in a Captain America movie, mm -hmm. but I teared up in all three of the yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Dang it, Alfonso, you're making me change my answer. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to have to say Guardians of the Galaxy mm -hmm. is the best Marvel trilogy. You want to have a catch? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, Joe, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm going to say um, The Guardians because there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. And I think this is the first time all three of us can actually agree on something. <laughs> it's the first time in history. How many episodes we've come out with this? First time all three of us agree on anything. <laughs> um, Winter Soldier is one of my favorite 
Marvel movies as well, dude. Like, I think they, you know, like you had, you had everybody in there, man. You had like Black Panther in there. You had uh, Winter Soldier in there. You had, you know, Black Widow in there. This is the reason why I don't, I, I, Captain America, by their own right, each movie I felt was good in its own right. But for me, they didn't connect. It was like, it could be if the original first Avenger movie didn't come out and they did Captain Winter Soldier, I would be okay with it. And the same thing with Civil War. If they just came out with that and there was no beginning of Captain, there's for me, it's like individually, they're really good movies. I don't think they're good together because there's no flow between the movies because I feel like those movies were used as a bridge to connect to other movies where Guardian Galaxy was just pure that little story arc between those characters there. And, and, and Thor, I mean, they, they got four movies to try to get it right, bro. They still didn't get it right. You know what I'm saying? So, I, you know, and then Iron Man, you know, like it, they set it off the first Iron Man was dope. Second one was like this. Mm, okay. And then the third one was like, hmm, okay. So, you know, like <laughs> for me, it is Guardians of the Galaxy. And then there's another thing. Spider-Man was good, right? But if you take away, you know, uh, I can't even, Andrew Garfield and also um, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire. If you take them away from those movies, is Spider-Man 3 even good at that point? You know what I mean? If you get past the nostalgia of like, oh man, all three of them together, this is dope. Like, so for me, if you don't have that, does that make it even a good trilogy in itself? That's a really good question. And I feel like conceptually, I feel like Spider-Man No Way Home gave us what multiverse of madness should have given us which is multiple characters multiple multiple universes and really putting everything together so you know i i feel like i kind of feel like marvel was doing some really good world building if you look at captain america's trilogy and you look at spider-man's trilogy they did a great job of like actually building a world you know where everything crosses over and everything's cool and they just stopped doing that because yes guardians is the best trilogy and it stands alone by itself but it Mm -hmm. still crosses over with everything else whereas these other movies they don't necessarily mesh together very well and there's no character arcs mm-hmm. li- like there are uh, you could say that you know the uh tom holland spider-man with his uh you know his aunt may thing definitely you know the way that went down but yeah you guys are so right like i don't know if james gunn sat down and said this is a story that i want to tell over a six hour period with three separate movies, but that's what he did. He told a phenomenal story and yeah, it gets the number one spot in my Marvel movies. All these Marvel TV movies, TVs, shows and movies, they've been having incredible hallway fight scenes, you know, like the Punisher you had, you know, Daredevil, but the Guardians of the Galaxy three had an amazing, amazing hallway scene. So of the hallway fight scenes, which one do you think, where do do you rank? Where would you rank uh, Guardians of the Galaxy volume three? 
this is very simple and very easy. Marvel has not had any hallway fights. Oh, come on. (laughs) Because all the Netflix shows had amazing Mm -hmm. hallway fight scenes. Mm -hmm. And until Guardians of the Galaxy, Mm -hmm. none of the Marvel movies have had hallway fight scenes. Yep. Uh, Let's see here. (laughs) She-Hulk. She-Hulk brought one in, right? Maybe She-Hulk did? Let's uh, let's rephrase the question. One you would remember. Like, there are certain scenes that I think was dope. Of course, like the the X Men when they do uh, Quicksilver is really dope. Right. Those, but Nightcrawler. Yes, and X Men too. But do you remember the train fight scene of um, the X Men where Magneto that whole train sequence where they were fighting? Yes, that was sick, and that kind of reminded me of that. You know, the hallway mm-hmm. scene kind of reminded me of like how smooth it was. And that was just like James Dunn just saying, Marvel, you can eat it. <laughs> and Shang-Chi had that good bus scene too. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Nah. 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 So I'm going to rephrase Alfonso's question based on what Joe just said. <laughs> Let's not talk hallway fight scenes overall. A lot mm-hmm. of people definitely did Marvel. Feel the dad joke coming out. In the fight scene, the hallway fight scene with um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. It was incredible. It was a one-take, actually, right. which was really cool. Because I remember when uh, when we saw, was it Hawkeye they did that one-take? They did in the, in the car. Oh, yeah. The car yes. scene was dope, too. Yeah. So I know there are just hundreds upon a lot of fight mm-hmm. scenes. But how do you think this stacks up? Because there are so many good fight scenes, you know, that are, that are in the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Is this the best one? Man, that, that uh, what is it, uh, Avengers, the, the one where Thor, you know, drops down and saves Wakanda and just you know, strikes mm-hmm. the lightning with Groot and just destroys everybody with Stormbreaker. That, that was pretty amazing. But this, that scene was, it was great. It was like, you're getting the one shot and you had, you had so many people doing so many different things and it just flowed together so well, you know, and I'm sure there were cuts and pace, but it just, it looked like one fluid scene and it just mm-hmm. killed. I think the special effects was very nice. And just for me, I think this is one of the best scenes and my reasoning is maybe different than your two, but this is the last time we're going to see all those characters together. And so for the last scene that they all get to fight together as a group, to me, that hits a little harder. And I think that's one of the dopest scenes, I think, because this is the last time we're going to see them all fight together. And, you know, even even with Gamora being like not their Gamora, she flowed perfectly with them like as if she never left. Mm -hmm. So that that scene right there was like, thank you, James Gunn. I, I appreciate that. Like, this is what you're missing. But this is what you get in DC, kind of thing. That's what I said. Yeah. It's like, you know, like I'm giving you the middle finger on the way out, Marvel. I feel like it's possibly the best fight scene of all time. But you know, it's it's kind of like it's interesting because I feel like there are fight scenes, but this is something different. And what I mean by that is, you know, when I when I look at the fight scene at the end of Avengers Endgame, like I love that, you know, when mm-hmm. when Cap picks up Mjolnir and he's fighting Thanos, yeah, that's that's incredible, you know. Or like the fight scenes in Black Panther, like yeah, those are some incredible fight scenes. Like you can go on and on about Marvel and their incredible fight scenes. Mm-hmm. However, 
I feel like when our brothers over at the Colt Popcast, which I wrote down right now, so I would say it correctly. <laughs> when our brothers over at TCP review this movie, they're going to talk about the cinematography that went on in that scene. Yeah. Because that, that was mind-blowing. It just wasn't a fight scene. It was one take. They're spinning around. You're ripping people apart. You know, you're you're seeing weapons come out. And it was just incredible. You know, like, mm -hmm. it's one of those things where, you know how sometimes, and I'm sure we all do this, There's you fast-forward to your favorite parts in the movie. Well, when this movie comes out, we're all going to fast-forward to that because it just wasn't mm -hmm. a fight scene. It yeah. was like cinematic genius. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to, I think, agree with you guys. Yeah. Best fight hey, scene ever. Another thing, I, I think like I sent you the videos and I want to talk about it because it's different when we text each other stuff. But this one guy was saying he would have loved it if Gamora would have flew out there to save Star-Lord instead of, you know, Adam Warlock. And then that Gamora could have died. How much would that would have hit? Because yeah. the well, f f hear me out. The whole time she's like, I can never be the girl that you you're, you're falling in love with. You know what I mean? And yeah. for you, for her to do the same thing he did for her in the was it the second movie or I think it was a no, yeah, it was the second one, wasn't it? No, it was the first, first one. one. It was, it was the, first the first one. one. Yeah. yeah, to tie it back to the first one where he, she goes out there to save him, you know, instead, and then she dies. Right. That's not the Gamora, anyways, right? It's it's right. a different Gamora, but just to show that she could see herself loving, you know, him, which right. they he ended up doing anyways. But can you imagine coming around like she just dies, <laughs> and then he he lives? You guys didn't appreciate the cheesy creation of Adam Renaissance painting. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught that. I was like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's when Joe goes boo, <laughs> <laughs> boo boo. Um, I was laughing. I was laughing. Yeah. Um, now nah, here's here's why that doesn't hit for me because I feel like at that point she's already like I feel like the way that she ended it, mm -hmm. as far as you know, her going with the Ravagers, that established a new path for her, and it just made it very clear, like, hey, mm -hmm. she's the same but slightly different. Right. So it could have been interesting, but yeah. you know, one thing I don't like, even though we all do it, is we're like, hey, what if they would have done this? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's appropriate, but in the case of this movie, just leave mm -hmm. it alone, man. It was good, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, this concludes this episode of the Nerd World Order broadcast. So until next time, ladies, gentlemen, and knights of the Nerd World Order, I am NWO. We are NWO. Nerds redefined. But 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 booyah! <laughs>